Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. It's been too long, guys. What's What's been going on in the world? Oh yeah, coronavirus. We're in the middle of a pandemic and just when I thought I wouldn't be coming back to podcasting for a while, suddenly a surprise album just brought me out of hibernation and I get to talk about it today. Joining me is, oh, you know her from last time as we dove into the discography of one Taylor Swift. It's my good friend and Swifty, give it up for Jasmine Carr. I'm back. <laughs> Didn't think we'd be this soon, but Did so not. glad that you are back. I know, I, I never expected that Taylor was gonna drop an album this year, but I am so glad she did. <laughs> Of the many things to happen in 2020, I was not predicting a new album from Taylor Swift. But hey, how's it going? How's life been since, <laughs> you know, things? I mean, it's good. I think Taylor Swift saved 2020 for me. <laughs> I had big plans this year. I still have big plans for this year. I'm not going to let anything stop me. Granted, yes, we should be staying at home, especially if you live in the state of California. I'm ready to get back to phase one. So stay home as much as possible, but I'm doing good. I'm fun employed, as I like to call it I like now. That. But yeah, overall, I'm doing good. I am happy to be here, Meredith, and I am ready to break down this album. Yay! Me too. <laughs> this season has been interesting. Um, I've been working from home. No fun employment for me, but that's okay. Um, I've got to see some family recently and kind of just take some time to like rest and relax and try and make sense of this time like everybody else. Mm. And while I was away, actually, that's when uh, news came about uh, that Taylor is dropping an album. So let's give you some backstory, guys. I'm in South Carolina on the East Coast visiting my sister. I wake up one morning go on Instagram as one does, and I see that Taylor Swift is dropping an album tonight. And kid you not, I thought I was like still asleep. I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was real. I'm like, there's no way she's dropping an album. Well, turns out she is. And my first text message was to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and like, by the way, Taylor Swift is dropping an album tonight. Yeah, I was, what? <laughs> I was dead asleep. Uh, she was on the East Coast. You texted me like, uh, what, like 5.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. California time. And I woke up to just this slew of texts. Like my phone had blown up, but I saw Meredith's text first and I was literally laying in bed half asleep and I just shot up. Like, I mean, I was like, what? And then I immediately went to Instagram as the first post was Taylor Swift announcing folklore. And yeah, I'm just curious on like what you thought about what she was saying about the album via Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. To be fair, I didn't really listen to her live that she did kind of breaking down the album. I only like read about it later. Like, oh yeah, there is this like teenage love triangle mm. embedded into it and that this album is not necessarily like stuff of hers, but more like stories that came to her and they're not, 
they're not directly about her like they used to be, but as fans, you know, they speculate anyways, mm-hmm. like, what's going on, because I feel like there's a bit of Taylor in, like, everything she does, so yeah. I think this was, like, the first album that hasn't been just, like, her and her experiences of the moment, I guess. Like, Lover was clearly about her, or I guess, like, Mm post-1989. I think, I feel like she made a lot of that before Reputation came out. Yeah. You know, that's my jumbled version of what. What about you? Like, I... I guess my question is, and as a Swifty, I feel like you can speak to this more. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't Loverfest, because there yeah. wasn't there wasn't that longevity between between albums. Like, how did it feel like transitioning from just having Lover to oh surprise here is folklore? Yeah, you know, honestly, it was a little bittersweet at first. I was not ready for lo- the Lover era to be over. I really wasn't because I just love that album so much and I just wasn't I I was really excited that Taylor was dropping a new album but I also was like but like I just like am not ready to give this up yet like and I think it's because there wasn't a tour either and like I didn't have really time to mentally prepare for folklore like she usually you know drops a single and then we get a bunch of easter eggs and then you know the album drops a few weeks later I'm kind of glad that she did it this way um, and just drop dropped it because I feel like this album is just like one big like narrative and I think it would have felt weird to hear one song before the rest of them but I just wasn't ready for Lover to be over and it's not. I think we're getting Lover Folk Fest in 2021, Ooh. hopefully. I mean, now I'm really happy she dropped the album, but I wasn't ready for Lover to be over. And I'm still not, I don't feel like Lover's moment is quite over, at least not for me, but. I feel like no matter when Taylor Swift goes back to touring, like, I feel like she is gonna honor Mm -hmm. Here's Lover and Here Is Folklore as well. Um, And I think based on like what you told me about the Reputation tour, how she like curated her, her song, uh, her performance list, or however you say that, track list, performance list? Set list. Set list, there it is. (laughs) Wow. That she imbued a lot of her, like a collaboration of all of her stuff that she had made. So I would have no doubt that she's going to do like the same thing. Yeah, I really, I'm, yeah, I'm really hoping for like all the pink and the butterflies and cute stuff. But I think, like, combating both those albums for a show would be so good. Yeah. Like, I am ready. I am so ready for this. No pun intended. I keep saying... You really do. <laughs> I keep... I'm, before we started this podcast, I uh, asked Meredith, I was like, are you ready for this? Totally not intending to make a pun there, but I keep saying it, so... It should also be noted that Jasmine is wearing a Reputation yes. Tour t-shirt right now, so ready for yes. it, Reputation. It's all coming through I right thought now. it was appropriate because it's like... I know you guys can't see me right now, but it's like a mossy green, so it's like kind of folklore vibes. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I am wearing flannel because it is Flannel Friday, how I like to dub it. 
but also folklore vibes. I don't have a great cardigan, but I do have a great flannel and I, I prefer my flannel. Yeah, it's also 93 degrees today. It is in also LA. 93 <laughs> degrees outside, so maybe not the smartest thing <sighs> to wear flannel, but flannel nonetheless. Yeah. <sighs> All right. All right. <laughs> so this is basically a part two of the last time we recorded. So in that same vein, we are moving on to Folklore. Oh. Came out in 2020, just a week ago mm -hmm. at this time. So we're only a week into this Folklore era. Yeah. What do you think of the album? Yeah, so immediately when I heard that this was an alternative album, I was like, okay, like cool. I, I feel like a lot of people were like, yes like fun like i know you were definitely like this is what i've been waiting for for taylor's from taylor swift and for me i'm like such a pop gal so i was like okay like i know it's gonna be good and i know i'm gonna love it but will it be my favorite mm -hmm. um i think upon first listen i was not as in love with it as i am now mm -hmm. um but yeah so i think those were my immediate thoughts about the album I really had, so it's funny though, cause like Taylor Swift was like, you people want cohesion. I will give you cohesion because let me tell you, this album is, if there is next to cohesion in the dictionary is an album cover of Folklore. Cause this album is so cohesive. It's the same all the way through, which is also, it's funny because that's kind of a criticism of this album that it mm -hmm. sounds really similar like all the songs sound really similar i personally because i'm not used to listening to alternative music all the time like i like artists like maggie rogers and heim but yeah i am not used to listening to it so i really had to break it up so as i was preparing for this podcast i was like okay so today i'll listen to the one cardigan the last great american dynasty and then i'll really focus on those songs and so i can really get a feel for them mm. but i love this album i think taylor is a storyteller to her core and this album just shares like a bunch of great stories and which i love i'm all about the lyrics and this album did not disappoint also can we talk about how this album has an explicit rating on it I, when I saw that, I remember texting you in like all caps, like this album has an explicit rating, which is so un-Taylor. And I love it. I love like a T-Swift F-bomb. Like I really do. <laughs> okay. Yes. So when I looked and saw the tracks of how many were going to be explicit, I was like, oh, Taylor, what? What's happening here? I know. And especially the first, I think it was Mad Woman when she drops the F-bomb a couple times. Yeah. I was like, clutch my pearls moment of, <laughs> ooh, I wasn't expecting this, but like, I'm here for it. As you know. <laughs> I know. I love alternative music. That has been my bread and butter for a long time. I have always loved that style of music. So when it was announced that this was going to be an alternative album, I said, thank God. <laughs> About time. Because as we were going through, the first time we went through this, the one thing I can always say about Taylor is that she is such a great songwriter. I think like her stories and her narratives 
fit well in that genre. So the fact that she was finally going to do it, or not just finally going to do it, she did it. Yeah. And she did it with some of the best people in the industry. Yeah. Talk about with Dressner from The National and Justin Vernon from Bonnie yeah. Bear. Like, Bonnie Bear. Once I saw Bonnie Bear <laughs> featured on the album, I'm like, this is going to be good. I can't wait. Having said that, I listened to the album. It was incredible. Mm. It was way more than I was expecting. Mm. Talk about cohesion. And this is one of her best laid out albums as far as themes being interwoven together, lines being reused at different places. Like I think there is though some variable in her songs like that they do have different sounds right but it's all linked together and that's the making of a great album like it's connected together and it tells a story and she's telling multiple stories across different songs yeah and it starts and ends so well i was just floored by that Mm. and the first time i listened to it I wasn't sure if there was going to be any standouts for me. Mm. Upon second and third listen, I clearly have some favorites. You hear the high water marks, and it's funny that you mentioned that you were listening to it like three at a time. Yeah. The second time I listened to it and was starting to like break it down, I broke it up by fours. Mm. Like, because it's 16 tracks. Like, yeah. I'm taking it a quarter at a time of what's being said and like, what are the quality of these first four songs and then these yeah. second four songs. So, uh, it's interesting that we kind of took that kind of approach to it. Right. Yeah. And even, I will say, I've even heard, like, musings or similar sounds that she used in other songs. Like, in the song Epiphany, there is a way that she sings a lyric that sounds like a line from The Archer. And I immediately went back to that, and I was like... She had, I know Taylor wrote this because she's using other stuff that she's done before and putting it in this alternative lens. Wow. Incredible. I never thought I would speak so highly of an album, but here we are. Here we are. Is it, is it time that we talk about top three? Yeah. I'm super curious to hear what yours are. I already predicted them, but... We'll see if I was right. I think, yeah, I don't know. So go ahead. (laughs) Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go. All right. My top three off of Folklore. And can I also just say this was actually kind of difficult for me, especially that third spot. Yeah. I kept switching it back and forth. Me too. Because there's just quite a lot of them that I do enjoy. And even when I think like, oh, that's a little underrated and then I listened to it and I'm like oh that was so good you know so having said that my number one song off the album should not be a surprise it's Exile yeah I knew it I called that everyone before it is and it's incredible it's a great song it was the first song I listened to off of the album like I had listened to Cardigan but via Via FaceTime yeah via FaceTime but Exile was the first one that I listened to before I went to bed that night and because people kept talking about it and I'm like, I need to hear it. It's perfect. Starting with the opening piano keys, I'm like, I know I'm in for it. And then here comes Justin's voice. It is heartbreaking. It is beautiful. And then it crescendos at that bridge. So step right out, floors me 
every time. When we talked about on the previous episode, when it comes to your Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift collaboration, yeah, that walked so that this could run. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> is it. This is the collaboration, the duo of the voices with the lyrics and the music. It is yeah. a symphony of perfection. I could not get over it. Every time I listen to it, I fall more in love with it. It is hands down my number one song. That was no question for me whatsoever. That's so, that's so funny. I disagree with you with the walk time to run comment. I would agree with you if Endgame didn't exist, but that song mm. is just, wow. Think about it, at least for everything has changed. Oh. Like That song, it kind of has like the makings of what Exile could be, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, Exile just stomps over every single other Taylor Swift collaboration. Besides Endgame, I think Endgame's in a different realm, though, because it's so poppy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, talking about her other kind of slower collaborations, I mean, she did one with Ed Sheeran and the guy from Snow Patrol. Yes, which I still really enjoy yeah. that song, but, like... Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound. The Civil Wars. Wars. And yeah. with Soon You'll Get Better with The Chicks. The Chicks. That's right. Shout out to The Chicks. <laughs> yeah, because last time we talked, they were still the Dixie Chicks. Now they are The Chicks, and we yeah. stand. It's great. Yeah, we do stand. Okay, so, what's your number Yeah, one? I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Also, like... I love Bonnie Vare. I think that might become a surprise to some people, but that, do you remember that song that he did, Rosalind, on the new Yes. Moon? That is, can I just say, that is one of the best songs ever made. Oh my, I just love it so much. So when I saw that Bonnie Vare was on this album, I was like, dude, Taylor Swift just came for this alternative realm like she came for all of those girls that have been there for a long time and you know we we love them and everything and everyone's great but man the Bonnie Vare track on your first alternative album like that is damn. street cred that is street cred and collaborating with Aaron Dressner from the national like yeah. you if you if people were skeptical of like how she can do alternative album yeah. and you bring those two guys on, it's the sign to everyone like she's not messing around with this alternative yeah, album. Yeah, she is not messing around. My number one is the one. Ah! <laughs> I have listened to Cardigan first because that was the quote unquote single of the album and that was the one that came along with the music video, so I watched that right at night. The second song I listened to was the opener, The One. I freaking love that song so much. I think it just has like a great sound to it. And just lyrically, like, let me tell you guys, this is a page out of my diary, okay? Like, who has not been there where it's like, you could have been the one, but you ain't, basically. But yeah, I just love it. It has such a fun sound and I find myself just jamming to it. You know, as I was breaking up this album, I was like, I just want to listen to the one. Like when I got, you know, towards like the middle of the album, I was like, I just want to listen to the one. Um, but I like tried to push it out of my mind, but now I can listen to it now that I'm done kind of evaluating this album, but I love the one. The one is my number two. I love it. <laughs> I love 
love it so much. Talk about an album opening, like, yes. and you know one of my biggest criticisms of her has been, like, her openers, openers have not been good. Yeah. This one is incredible. You know exactly what album you're getting yeah. with this one, and she tells you from, like, line one, I'm doing good, I'm on some new-ish. I can snap <laughs> along to it. It's so easy. It's catchy without it's being poppy. It's a vibe. It yeah. is so great. And um, I love that that's your number one. Um, because I love that song it's so much. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so happy that that's your number one. Okay, what's um, your number two? I think two? my number two is not going to come to a surprise to anyone, but it is Betty. Oh, <laughs> I love that song so much. It is so fun. I love the beat and I love the story. It's like, it's so, it's just like, I could see that song like as a movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like two young kids, there's a love triangle. There's this guy trying to get that girl back after he screwed up. And then mm -hmm. there's another girl and that... That song has like a lot of conspiracy theories behind it. Yes, uh, yes it does. When it comes to what Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's third child, I'm actually kind of rooting for their third child to be Betty, mm -hmm. but we'll see. Because for those of you who don't know, um, Taylor mentions two other names in the song Betty, James and Inez, and those are Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's two other children and they have a third unnamed child and we don't even actually know the gender we don't actually they just confirmed that their child was born yeah people are also saying it's about carly claus because there have yep. been many rumors that carly and taylor have had a secret love affair there's also a conspiracy theory that this song is written about the same Rebecca in the last great American dynasty mm. because that woman, her nickname was Betty. That's right. I did yes. read that. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, the last great American dynasty, which is the third track on this album was written uh, by the woman who owned Taylor Swift's Rhode Island house previously and I guess she found a bunch of stuff about mm. this woman and so she wrote that song and her nickname was Betty so I'm like hmm is it about this woman um but I love Betty I love the story that it tells um it's just so cute and fun mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about Taylor I love that she's a storyteller I love mm -hmm. that she could look at a bunch of old photos or information and just create a song out of it it's it's just so cute and fun and i love it it kind of reminded me of uh today is a fairy tale mm. today was a fairy tale yep just that storytelling i i don't know i i love the song a lot so so it did not make my top three but mm. i wrote as a note betty Harmonica, chef's Yes, I knew, I forgot to mention that. I knew as soon as I heard that harmonica in the beginning, I was like, Meredith, Meredith is gonna love this. I do. Love this. <laughs> uh, it just didn't make my top three off of the album, but yes, in the same vein, like I love the story. It's very classic Taylor. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people, I believe this is happening right now. It's being submitted to the country charts. So, uh, because it is considered 
country by a lot of people. So alternative album also spanning off some country stuff. Like Mm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Which I think is great because that's where she started anyways. And you know, her great storytelling started there. So I kind of love that. Once we finish her top three, I would love to hear how you rank the, what people are dubbing as the love triangle uh, songs because it hasn't been confirmed what the three are, but like fans are convinced it is Betty, Cardigan, and August, and we can circle back around to that. Okay. Okay, go your three. Okay. My third, which this one tore me up because there were two that were just neck and neck for me. It's illicit affairs. Oh, illicit affairs is so good. It did not make my top three, but it's definitely an honorable mention. I love, I, I that song just tears me up inside. It, it is so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. It's so visual. Like yeah. you can, you're like there in the story, like watching her like continue this affair and just like how it's eating her up inside and like. It's just incredible, and I love especially, like, the bridge at the end, which we were humming earlier, don't call me, me don't call me kid, don't call me baby, look at this idiotic fool that you made me, like, oh, like, how many times have you thought it in your head, you never say it out loud, but you're like, oh, don't do that to me right now, and this song, it, it just, I guess... I'm going for more of the melancholy stuff off of this album because that song is incredible. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to see the Illicit Affairs movie, man. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be so good. I actually think this is one of the Love Triangle songs. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't know. That just makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I love Illicit Affairs. Number three, which I think you're going to be surprised about, is Peace. Really? I love that song. And I went back and forth with another track and Peace, but man, on that day, Peace didn't strike me upon like first or even second listen. Mm-hmm. But as I was breaking this album up, like, oh my gosh, it is such a good song. Like, again, the artistry of one Taylor Allison Swift, man, the lyrics. I I cannot like it's just it's just I don't know it just like feel I don't know if you feel this when you listen to peace but it just feels like a guy like kind of slowly slipping away and she's like I can give you my wild give you a child like mm-hmm. like she's just so in love with this and I'm just like oh, I love this song I have it as my underrated. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And upon first listen, I wasn't as impressed with it. Right. Because I, I wasn't sure about it because of the connotation of what they meant by peace. But the second time around I listened to it, I was like, wow, actually, no, that's pretty powerful to say, yeah. like, I can give you all of this, but being with me, it's never going to truly give you peace. I know. And that's something that you have to reconcile with. And that's incredible and deep and profound and yeah. also Justin Vernon helped write that song so yeah. I was like another Bonnie Bear like throw yeah. in there I love it I love it I think yeah this maybe this song was written to an Enneagram 9 oh gosh <laughs> that and also the one I think has some 
uh, nine tendencies yeah. in there. My honorable mention is Invisible String. Okay. I was listening to it earlier today, and I really was about to change Illicit Affairs and put Invi- Invisible String up. Like, they're so back and forth for me, and they play right after each yeah. other, too. So, like, I love the beat of Invisible String and the music of it, and it's so light, and that beautiful picture of the string that's going to tie each other together, and even though we're apart, we'll eventually, like, make our way towards each other is so beautiful and hopeful, and, um... Yeah. Well, did you hear the conspiracy theory behind Invisible Strings? I haven't. So... Is this going to break my heart? No. Okay. Um... The Swifties are feeling like this is Taylor's engagement announcement. Oh. Uh, Because there's some, like, I forget what country, but there's some, like, engagement practice called the Invisible String. Mm. And so a lot of people are speculating that this is her engagement announcement. And you know how, like, no one has heard the lakes? Oh, Yeah. They, everyone's thinking, like, that is the official, that is where she's going to confirm that she is indeed engaged to Joe Alwyn. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, but also, if you look at her Instagram post, she mentions for better or for worse, which is definitely a wedding vow. So yes. a lot of people are speculating that her and Joe Alwyn are indeed engaged. Do you know about the William Bowery thing, too? No. You don't? I don't. Wow. What's what's going on? Okay, 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 okay. We're about to break this down. So, another another conspiracy theory. So, if you look at her post, like, she mentions Aaron Dessner, uh, Bonnie Vare, Jack Antonoff. Oh, the William Bowery. Yes, yes, I do know this. I do know this. Yes, 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 yes. And so, everyone's thinking that that's Joe Alwyn mm-hmm. because you you search William Bowery on Google nothing shows up and Aaron Dressner was asked in an interview is William Bowery Joe Alwyn and he said Taylor and I are close we're not that close so don't uh, know yeah for a famous songwriter not to know another famous songwriter yeah. who was on Taylor's album sounds sus to me and also They've been seen at the Bowery Hotel together. Mm-hmm. Joe Alwyn's grandfather's name is William, who was a singer-songwriter as well. Ooh. So, or a symphonist or something like that. He wrote music, people. <laughs> <laughs> and he played music. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's him. I'm definitely thinking so. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with that uh, theory as mm, well. Yeah. Do you have any underrated songs that you want to highlight? For me, underrated is hard because this album's only been out a week, but I mm-hmm. know that people like talk about certain songs uh, more than the others. I would say Seven. Seven okay. is a bop to me. I really like the upbeat songs on this album, if you haven't, if you couldn't tell. Because <laughs> that's just me. I'm a pop gal, so... Any song that's a little more upbeat, I'm going to be really thrilled about. This album is very mellow, and I I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm obsessed. But I really like Taylor's, like, upbeat stuff. And, like, after I would listen to this album all the way through, I definitely had to put on a little uh, rock star by DaBaby (laughs) just to get me, like, pumped again, you know? I love that. I also love... 
I believe like Cardigan is so beautiful too. Just like, again, the lyrics about that guy picking up and putting her on like a cardigan after she's been tossed, mm -hmm. tossed away. I love that. What else? Nothing that we didn't already mention. I love Exile. I think it's amazing. I don't think it's underrated, but it's an honorable mention for mm -hmm. me. Love August. August mm -hmm. is so fun. The Last Great American. I mean, it's all just great. Like, yeah. <laughs> The Last Great American Dynasty is so fun. And again, one of those songs where you could put yourself in that situation and it's just like, yep. I Chef's kiss. Yes. I definitely love last great american dynasty i don't think it's necessarily underrated because it is now a meme on twitter of is people it? posting um like fictional characters like as the last great american dynasty really? someone put up the adams family and quoted last great american That's dynasty hilarious. so i don't think it's necessarily underrated but it's a fantastic song i love it i yeah, love listening fun. to it fun 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 i also like august a whole bunch so people have speculated that Betty, Cardigan, and August are the three love triangle songs. And if that's the case, I actually have Betty, August, and then Cardigan mm -hmm. that I like the most of mm -hmm. those three. And the only reason people think it's August is because there's a line about dropping everything and getting in the car. And that's also brought up in Betty as yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, I love Alyssa DeFerris, so I'd rather it be I mean, I think it's Alyssa. I like... I think it's illicit affairs, mm -hmm. like, but there's there's also this conspiracy theory that I'm not going to go into, but um, it's out there, on, there's a whole Reddit thread on it, how every single one of these songs are all connected to the characters in Betty, Betty, mm. James, and Inez, and how every single song is about them. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds like the Pixar theory, that all of them uh, yeah. live in the same universe and happen at different points in history, so... Which I buy into, by the way. <laughs> I do, too. I think that's great. I buy into it. But yeah, there's a, there's a theory out mm -hmm. there, and which I also want to buy into, but I, I want to buy into it, but I'm not sold, so... Yeah. Another one that I think is really underrated that people are giving a lot more crap, which I don't think is necessary, really? is Hoax. Okay. I actually really enjoy that, especially yeah. as like an ender to the album. I think it works well for me, and it's that idea of, you know, you love someone, it's probably not the best relationship, but you're still like in it with somebody regardless. I don't know. I think it's... I don't think it is properly rated so you get a shout out i mean i like hoax i definitely would not have put this as the closer mm -hmm. um but I, I really do like it mm -hmm. uh, i i enjoy listening to it um on its day over and over and over again so yeah uh, i like it i don't know i don't know what i would have put as the album open or sorry closer out of these songs but yeah that maybe epiphany yeah epiphany is Epiphany is great. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. So the first time I, that song struck me the first time I listened to mm -hmm. it. It's so good. Yeah, and yes, and just the sound of it is just so different than what she's done before, and I, I like. Know. Also, my tears ricochet is incredible. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I really wanted to add that up there because ricochet. Yeah, there's like a beat to it and just the imagery and also she's been using some really big vocab words in last great american dynasty she's like 
um, the wedding was charming, if a little gauche, and I'm yeah. like, ooh, yes, let's bring in some big words like that. I love yes. it. Yes. She's just a queen, and I find myself like seeing so many people that were not like super big fans of her before, like take this album and be like, oh crap. Yeah. No, I'm. <laughs> listen. We're about to break down our favorite, or like go through our favorite I'm, albums and rank them. Yeah. And before I even get into that, I just want to say to close on folklore, Taylor can do whatever she wants, period. I mean, she has been doing that, so nothing I say is going to like change that. Taylor, if you're listening, hi, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for making folklore <laughs> because this is an album I get to live in. This is like the stuff that I will continue to go back right. to as opposed to some of her other like recent stuff that she's done. And in fact, I did buy the vinyl. So yeah. that's out there. Okay, do you think Taylor listened to her last podcast? Because you were pretty like, I want an altern alternative album. I was. Um, <laughs> which, given the time frame of when, you, when she started writing the album to when it came out, like... Hmm. The power of this podcast. I'm just kidding. We just created our own conspiracy theory. People. And we buy into it 100%. We buy into it. So with that, we are going to transition to, um, if you've listened to the previous podcast episode, great, awesome. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. Listen to our thoughts on all of Taylor's uh, previous albums. We went back and forth and shared what we loved about the albums, what change for us where we were at in life and mm -hmm. how taylor has kind of been consistent throughout in various spots so now we're gonna wrap it all up by ranking all eight of her albums i'm excited but i'm nervous i know i feel like this is gonna create some friction between us I, I believe it. We do this in love. Yes. I respect your opinion. Yeah. Here goes nothing. And that's the thing. This is just our personal opinions, and you can, like, look at an album and say, like, yes, that was, like, objectively maybe the best album, mm -hmm. but at the same time, this is our personal opinion and what speaks most to us yes. as fans and listeners exactly so with that so how we're gonna do this we're gonna start with our bottom uh four which will be eight seven six five okay and we'll just list those like go back and forth or it's like you list yours i'll list mine and then we can discuss it a little bit and then we'll do uh four three two same premise and then of course leave it up to the number one album for us which this took me way longer than I was expecting it would. Yeah. So, um, it took Meredith two hours, everyone. This took me probably about seven minutes. <laughs> because, all right. Because when I think about this, like, it, it's like you just said. You know, this is based on our opinions. This, But when I look at it, I try and be analytical, but put my heart into it and just see where it all lines up. And so it made some spots, like, really hard to put one place over the other. So, yeah. I was thinking too deeply about this and I should have just like let go a little bit, but yeah. here we are. Okay. Give it to me. So you want mine first? Yeah. Okay. So number eight, reputation. <sighs> you okay? <laughs> <sighs> okay. Keep All going. Right. 
<laughs> number seven, red. Number two. Oh! Oh! I think I'm breaking Jasmine, guys. I'm so sorry. Oof. Number six, lover. Oh! I'm about to fall on the floor. And number five, speak now. Okay. So you, you're going to go. No, 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 no. You, you talk. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you go ahead and list yours and then we can. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So I, go ahead. Sorry, list I, was a little, I was a little thrown off. <laughs> okay. Number eight, Taylor Swift, self-titled album. Seven is Speak Now. Six, 1989. And five is Reputation. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> I think it's important to note reputation and speak now made our bottom four. Okay. So that's kind of fair. I mean, how I feel about reputation is it's all over the place. I wasn't really bought into the album. Yeah. So that was an easy, like that can go at the bottom for me. It's interesting because I think it's more cohesive than Red and Lover, in my personal opinion. But yeah, Reputation, I love Reputation, but... Just, I mean, you are wearing the shirt. I am so. wearing the shirt. Love that era. I was happy to give it up for the Lover era, but yeah, it is It is uh, my coming in at my number five. Um, love it. I think it's fun. I think it's poppy has a lot of great songs on it, Call It What You Want, like that is, that is top tier Taylor for me. Uh, Endgame, my favorite collab. So it was hard to put it any lower than this, but um, yeah, Speak Now. Let's talk about Speak Now. Yeah. Speak Now for me was kind of the turning point of how I felt about Taylor at the time in her more country era. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great songs off the album that I still enjoy, but I didn't think that as an album it was necessarily put together as strongly. If you listened to the first episode, you heard how I went on a rant about Better Than Revenge and Innocent Next to Each Other was just like, to me, it felt like a very slap in the face of how are you putting these next to each other. But we went into that of like how it was in, how we think it was really intentional. But oh yeah, super I intentional. Will, I will never be okay with it. Also, Dear John, it's just a really long song that I just wasn't as on board with. Yeah, so, uh, but I still think there's a lot of great stuff on there like mine and ours. Yeah. I personally love Sparks Fly a lot. It's a meh for me. And Enchanted is on that album, yeah. and Long Live. So there's like, there's great stuff on. Oh, Never Grew Up. That's like my favorite one off of the album. So yeah, I think me. There's just a lot of skips. Like mm -hmm. when I'm listening to this, I'm like, okay, mine. I like it, but it's a you know, it's a hit or miss for me if I'm gonna listen to it or not. Like we'll skip first lie, back to December. Skip, skip, skip. Mean. Skip, skip. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a lot of skips on this album for me, and that's why it was at the bottom. Mm -hmm. All right, you put her self-titled album as your number eight. Yeah. I. Wow. Okay. I mean, I told, I said in the last podcast it was my least favorite too. You did. You did. So 
I don't get me wrong. I think it's a great album. I do go back and listen to it, but is it better than the others? No, in mm. my opinion. There's a lot of skips. Again, I basically rated this based off of just like personal emotion and mm-hmm. how much I skip. Um, and those speak now, Taylor Swift, lots of skips for me. So yeah, that's why I was at the bottom. So I had red on my Ooh. bottom four, which for me, red was a period of time where I did not enjoy Taylor's pop stuff off of that album. Right. There were goat memes involved. <laughs> we are never, ever getting back together it was so annoying to me at the time. And as an album itself, it's a bit of a mess. And... If we're looking at it from a technical side, I had no problem throwing it mm-hmm. in the bottom, or my five through eight. What was five. your eight again? Reputation. Oh yeah, that was, oof. okay. I mean, we all know how I feel about red, so we'll, we'll save that, but um, I'm gonna respectfully disagree okay. <laughs> with you. I, I guess like for me, I don't need cohesion. Okay. Like. I think there's a beauty to it, like, with folklore, I think we could, like, it's a moment, it's a vibe, I can listen to this whole album and be in the same mood, but, I don't know, I kind of, like, like the, uh, up and down, so, mm-hmm. you know, different strokes, different folks, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, so you had Taylor Swift, you had Speak Now, you had 1989, and Reputation. Yeah, yeah, I okay. I like eight, 1989. <laughs> Obviously, I think it's it's a vibe, but I just love the 80s uh, tribute on this album. But I just it, again like I just don't love it as much as the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I think I also put the these I ranked them by what I was going through at the time and how mm-hmm. much it matched it and how emotionally attached I am to it. Mm-hmm. So. That's what it is. <laughs> but I, obviously, it's an amazing album. Like, all of these albums are top tier for me. Like, if we're <laughs> ranking them across all artists mm-hmm. of all time, these albums kill it. But, yeah, just not my favorite. I also had Lover in my bottom four. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty apparent that like a lot of her pop stuff I'm not the biggest fan of. So even though Lover was a better album to me than Reputation, there is still like a fair amount of like skips on there for me that I wasn't as into. Yeah, and I don't think it was her best pop album. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Would you like to do your next set? Um, So this is four through two? Yes. Okay. Coming in at number four, we have Folklore. Mm-hmm. And three, we have Fearless. Now, these two were really neck and neck. I That was one that I struggled with. Like, do I like Fearless or Folklore more? But we'll talk more about that. And then two is Lover. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Number four is 1989. Okay. Number three is Taylor Swift. Wow. And number two is Folklore. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Wait. Which for me, my three and my two were really hard for me. Yeah. 
because I kept going back and forth and I when it comes to things that come out so soon with folklore it's hard for me to properly rank it without giving it time and so yeah you know when every MCU movie comes out people are asking me like where does it rank for you and I have a running list on my phone right it's really hard for me to like properly rank something until I've seen it at least like three times and especially after like Infinity War came out or Endgame I was like I don't want to put it as number one just yet, even though I'm pretty sure this is my number one movie, but I can't do it until I have, like, time to, like, get off the high of enjoying it. So that's why, like, folklore is high, but it's not, like, yeah. number one. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel the same sentiment. Like, a year from now, folklore could be my number one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I just, I need more time with it, but the fact that it is number four... Mm-hmm. speaks volumes about this album because alternative is not my preferred style of music i like it like i said i do dabble uh, <laughs> you dabble in the i genre. dabble <laughs> in this genre but i'm just a pop gal through and through so i'm not like it's no surprise that like pop took the top of my, my rankings mm-hmm. you had lover at number two yeah I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> I'm not at this point, though. No. Yeah, so Lover, I just, man, man, can we just talk? Like, you think about the song is on Lover. Like, we have Cornelia Street, we have Death by a Thousand Cuts, we have The Man, we have Cruel Summer. I know you're not the biggest fan of Cruel Summer, but it is one of the best Taylor Swift songs of all time. I will just say that with confidence. Like, it is mind-blowing. Did I say Death by a Thousand Cuts? You did say yeah. Death by a Thousand Yeah, I, I love that song. And it's just it's just a vibe for me. It's like, and Lover. Like, Lover is a song so beautiful. I just, like, it's, it's a vibe for me. It's dreamy. I was on a cruise when I was listening to it. So it just has, a, it's tied to a lot of beautiful memories of mine. Um, so... Again, yeah. emotional attachment to it. So, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess on the pop front, I put 1989 as number four because listening to it through, I can't deny like how good of an album that is. Like, it got her her best album of the year Grammy because it is a good, consistent pop album with a lot of like bops off of it right. and like of this older stuff of Taylor or like her pop stuff I tend to listen to more off of 1989 than I do from Lover so yeah that's why it's number four for me number three being Taylor Swift because (laughs) because (laughs) talk about being wrapped up in emotion and memories that you have like that first album meant everything to me when I go back and listen to Taylor Swift and the reason why it was very hard for me to put it as number three because it meant so much to me. That was pure Taylor. Like, baby Taylor seeing just just a glimpse of, like, what we could get from her moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we see that fulfilled and matured in folklore, at least for me, in that singer-songwriter vein. There's still some, like, nods to country that she has on folklore, Taylor Swift is a lot more country, but the heart, the style, the just her songwriting sensibilities shine so clearly, and that's why she kept 
coming back again and again. And you just can't, for me, it's very hard to deny that first album. Mm-hmm. I may be the only one at this point, because she's, she's gone through so much since that album, yeah. but that will always mean so much to me. I don't think it's her best album, only because like it's kind of a sampling of what she can offer, and it's mm-hmm. not treated as crafting an album, which is why Folklore just goes over that spot for me, even though it just came out. Like, it is an album through yeah. and through. It is powerful. She's playing off different themes and motifs that are just like sewn together and it's so beautifully. And I, it's really hard for me to not want to crown it even higher, mm. but it just came out. Mm. And it's something that I am excited that I get to keep revisiting right. and have it like woven into my playlist and the mm. things that I listen to. So. Yeah, that's my that's my spiel. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with you on the nostalgia aspect. I think you and I are very like nostalgic people, so mm-hmm. there there's definitely some uh, nostalgia ratings uh, and bias happening here, but it's it's all good. Yeah, so I mean, I think we both know each other's number ones. Uh, after after that, um, I mean, you I mean, mine comes to no surprise. To you, to anyone who knows me, it is red. (laughs) Mine kind of came at a surprise to me. Really? But it's fearless. Yeah, fearless is, I, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's in my top three. I, I love fearless. There's like not, there's, yeah, there's like no skips on that album for me. So it's like, it's just, it's so good. This is what made Taylor a star. Like, Taylor Swift started in her first self-titled album. You're like, what more is she going to do? I'm excited to see what happens. And then she blows the door open with Fearless. And it's song after song that you keep playing. You, They're iconic to her at this point. Like, you belong with me. Love story. Yeah. It's a powerhouse album, and from start to finish, it plays great. It's fairly consistent. It's her best country album. Oh, yeah. And I think as far as critically, like, it's just so well-received as well, and it's just so Mm -hmm. good of hers that it did turn her into an international star. So I, I couldn't see myself, like having fearless any lower than Mm. being the top crown for me because that was that era of time that like taylor swift i was high on her like her first album is when i like really got into her but she was a namestay by the time she got to fearless so yeah that is why it's my number one yeah i mean i love it my number one's red no one's surprised A lot of emotional attachment to this album. Um, A lot of songs spoke to what I was going through at the time. So again, lots of emotional attachment. Red is my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. People are like, how is it? I mean, All Too Well might be number two Mm. of Mm -hmm. favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. Just like those two, like put those two on any of these albums and I'm like, woof, so good. So, I mean, exactly for that. I mean, you could argue, like, that it's not cohesive or the artistry or songwriting is not as good, but I disagree. I mean, I love Red. I will forever be a redhead. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is when Taylor Swift like really uh, turned a leaf and started coming in to, for me, started coming into her own. And yes, Fearless was great. Yes, Speak Now is great. But I feel like Taylor, this is like the kind of stuff that she always wanted to do, that more like poppy genre but i i don't know i just feel like as she grows she's just transcending every single genre like next are we gonna get a hip-hop album like we don't even know we don't even know <laughs> um i mean taylor i love you but low-key hope not but <laughs> but i i kind of hope you go back to pop but i'll take what i can get from you girl so i mean i have no doubt she's prob her next album will probably be another pop album yeah I had hopefully to bet. <laughs> However, Taylor, if you want to stay an alternative, I'm definitely not going to say no to that. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> Would but you if, say stay, stay, stay an alternative? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, not with that phrasing because I did not like that song off of Red. Um, sorry. I yeah. thought that was... Yeah, we, we listened to the previous podcast. We know how you we feel about Stay, Stay, Stay. We know how I feel. <laughs> but I would love for her to stay, period, in yes. alternative. I mean, um, yeah, I hope she makes music for the rest of her life. At least writes music. I, 100%. I think she has a long career ahead of her doing that for the rest of her life yeah. in the way that Prince was doing that, you know, yeah. with songwriting and like yeah. giving it out to other artists. Like I can see Taylor doing that forever, you know, yeah. God forbid something happened to her vocal cords or anything like that. I think she will continue to be successful. Right. I don't wish ill will on you, Taylor. Please <laughs> do not take that out of context. Obviously we love you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I will say one more thing about folklore. I just thought about this. I feel like the fact that she didn't do a song with Haim was a missed opportunity. Because I know she's really good friends with them and they're kind of in that realm and mm -hmm. I love their music personally. So, Taylor, if you do another alternative album, please make a song with Haim. Like, I feel like that would be amazing. That would actually be really cool. I, I love their song The Wire a whole yes. bunch. So if they did something in that vein, like, Oof. I'd be down for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. All right, we did it. Thank you, Jasmine, so much for coming back again to talk more Taylor Swift. It is always a pleasure to do that with you, plus just grateful that you were a friend in my life, so, yes. you know, <laughs> added into that. Yeah. Um, how can people find you, or is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, so first of all, Meredith, it's again, it's such an honor to be here. Uh, even before we listened to this album, we talked about making another podcast, and it's just such, it was an honor to be invited on once, but twice, like, it's been such an honor, so, and I'm so thankful, so thank you for having me on. I love getting to talk about my favorite gal, but yeah, I'm not going to plug my social media, like I said in the last one, if you really want to find me, just search me on Meredith. <laughs> but I did want to plug something. So we are recording this episode at the end of July. I think it's going to come out August. Yes. The first week of August. And our whole world, our country as Americans, we're having a movement right now. And if you can't tell, I know this is a recording. I am black. So... I wanted to plug Therapy for Black Girls. It was founded by Dr. Joy Hardin Bradford. 
Therapy for Black Girls is an online space dedicated to encouraging the mental wellness of black women and girls. So often the stigma surrounding mental health issues and therapy prevents black women from taking the step of seeing a therapist. This space was developed to present mental health topics in a way that feels more accessible and relevant. They have a website called therapyforblackgirls.com. You can go and donate to this movement and space. They have a lot of merch and books that you can purchase also. The reason why I'm passionate about this, not only am I a black woman who goes to therapy and is proud of that, I just think it's important with everything going on in our world and everything we experience as human beings to be able to have a safe space to be able to talk about those things with someone who is there to listen and give professional just feedback and carry you, help carry you through these issues. I'm all about just mental, emotional, spiritual health and so I'm really passionate about this. So if you could go and donate or buy a merch item or a book, I think that that would be amazing. And yeah, I just wanted to shout them out. And link will be in the show notes. Yes, there will be a link in the description of this episode. So please just go ahead and check it out. And if you feel compelled, please donate. I think it's really important. And the Fangirl Forum has always been a place uh, for <laughs> fans of all kind uh, to be here and to express like how much they love something and I want my listeners to feel that kind of passion and love uh, found in the things that you enjoy. Fangirl Forum is a community that is inclusive and Black Lives Matter here so if you have issue with that I'm sorry this is where I'm gonna stand with that <laughs> Hopefully uh, you are opening opening up and listening to different perspectives on things that are happening right now that you are having harder conversations that we can get to that place of a more perfect union mm-hmm. here in the U.S. Getting off my soapbox now. <laughs> Basically, Black Lives Matter today and every day and forever. <laughs> Absolutely. And mattering is just the minimum. Absolutely. And it should never be the ceiling. Yeah. Amen. And with that, thanks for joining us on the Fangirl Forum. I hope you have a fantastic day.